Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 27 for me and season 23 for Amanda. This is day 22 of season 95. Our first question gives us uh, three different names and asks what other proper first name they are better known by. Uh, Notably, the first two are Italian. Didn't recognize them at all. But the third was Joseph Ratzinger, uh, who was the who is the Pope Emeritus or whatever they call right, him currently, yeah. Benedict sixteen. I assume mm. that these other two were previous Benedicts from back in the days when the popes were pretty much all Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said Benedict. Yeah. So this one, uh, for whatever reason threw me off and i'm not sure quite why uh well actually i am sure quite why and it's a little bit hilarious so um first let me say what my answer was for whatever reason i took the phrase known more familiarly by to mean a nickname as opposed to you know i Mm, I kind of feel in fact in retrospect slightly misled by this uh phrasing because, in fact, they are known much more formally mm. by this proper first name than they are familiarly. Reasonable. They would, you know, the, their actual given names would be much a much more familiar way to address them. Um, but, of course, it's not familiarly in that same sense. Um, and so, uh, you know, if I, if I was able to retroactively advise Thorsten, I would say, don't say familiarly more prominently, more publicly, more something that doesn't suggest, uh, you know, the, this kind of, um, uh, affection, I guess, or affectionate way of viewing them. So with that in mind, I had it in my head that I I knew this was, you know, the former Cardinal Ratzinger who had been made Pope. And I, for some reason, thought that I had read that his nickname was Rudy, and I don't, well, again, I retroactively do know why I think this, but for some reason I figured these other two, you know, people with these Italian names, they could have that nickname too. And so I put down Rudy and that was my answer. Now, Benedict is correct, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, because it's much more clearly, um, you know, what this question was going for. I looked up Rudy Ratzinger thinking, why do I have a connection in my head between those two names. And the answer is because Rudy Ratzinger is the lead singer of an industrial band called Wumps Cut. Oh, okay. Which is, which is uh, not what I would say pro-religion, if I put it kindly. Um, and so there are probably like three listeners of the podcast who are <laughs> laughing their asses off right now about this or less. Possibly less, because it's it's not what I would call, you know, people have heard of industrial bands like Nine Inch Nails or maybe mm-hmm. Front 242 or Ministry. Wump's Cut is, forgive my saying so, a, more, a deeper cut um, <laughs> than that. Uh, so if there are like, you know, 2.5 of you out there laughing <laughs> hysterically over this, well, you're welcome. That's my gift to you today. See, I figured you were uh, conflating it with Rudy Rudiger who is the guy from the movie Rudy, the, the no, dude who got like one that. snap at Notre mm-hmm. Dame. Okay. No, I mean, 
possibly just in an assonance kind of way mm-hmm. that I've heard that, you mm-hmm. know, combination of syllables before, but, mm-hmm. um, but no, that was, I, I definitely, you're definitely with thinking, Ratzinger. you're definitely thinking of the lead singer of Wumpscott. Probably. Okay. That, you know, my, my previous sure. husband was extremely into them. I, yeah. So I, I know more about, uh, bands like that. I mean, <laughs> I've enjoyed bands like that myself. That particular one is not my sure. favorite per se. I don't hate them. They're just not my bag so much, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that is a hilarious, perhaps only to me and a couple other people, uh, association that tripped me up today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question two asks us what American playwright, screenwriter, and memoirist wrote the play The Children's Hour in, in 1934. So this one I, I did not know. Um, and so I was left guessing about those, you know, Algonquin roundtable types who might be likely to uh, write a play like this. I ended up going with Albie because I just thought, eh, you know, I don't I, I, I was considering George S. Kaufman as well. And I feel like there has recently been a question about him. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go with that. I was pretty sure it wasn't Dorothy Parker. So just kind of casting about, I ended up putting out, putting down Albie as an Edward. See, I was also pretty sure it wasn't Dorothy Parker, but that's what I ended up saying. <laughs> um, l- largely because I, I felt like I remembered just enough about this to know that it was a woman. Ah. So I had to think of a 1930s female American playwright, screenwriter, and memoirist. And I, I figured, well, mm-hmm. Dorothy Parker doesn't really fit there, but... It wasn't Gertrude Stein. It wasn't no. Alice B. Toklas. It was, and I just, I couldn't, it wasn't Zelda Fitzgerald. I couldn't grab onto anybody. Yeah. So I finally just gave up and said Parker. Figured I'd at least have, it would at least be someone associated with her. Mm. In her circle, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, so, yeah. That was that. Was that. I, I applied as much logic <laughs> as I could to it. But I simply did not know that it was Lillian Hellman. Yes. The correct so, answer was, in fact, Lillian yeah. Hellman, um, who I read some things about. And, mm-hmm. I, that I, you know, I just couldn't put it together with that. Yeah. I, I know that she exists. Yes. If, if, if it were her and probably anybody but Dorothy Parker and a bunch of other names on a list, I might have been able to pluck out Hellman. Mm-hmm. But I just, she's not a person that I have in my active memory as, yeah, as a name same. to throw out there. Question three, moving on, um, it brings up yet another of my old nemeses in asking about an 1898 novel that was the basis for a 1938 installment of the Mercury Theater on the Air. This is The War of the Worlds. Yes. Famously, the alleged uh, panicking, panic-creating radio play yes. uh, that is that uh, the story is probably apocryphal. Uh, mm-hmm. No one can find any contemporaneous accounts of a panic engendered by this radio play. Hmm. They, they announced several times during it, yeah. this is a play, now we're going to a commercial. Okay, we're back with the Mercury Theater presentation of War of the Worlds. Ah. So, yeah, probably no one actually freaked out and thought the Martians mm-hmm. were landing. But, uh, yeah, that's what it was. It was War of the Worlds, uh, adapted for the radio and to be in America instead of England and such like. Right. Yeah, and I, I knew that this that's what this was, too. I put down War of the Worlds, um, but I also have to shake my fist at H.G. Wells. Yes. Because that was my other triple stumper Jeopardy <laughs> answer. So right in quick succession, 
just just you know kind of between that and and by the way listeners yesterday i bageled it Mm. zero out of six which is a pretty rare occurrence for me and it was it was on a day that i was not in a great frame of mind for things anyway Mm -hmm. so hence i asked if we could call off the podcast for a day because i feel like a zero out of six isn't always helping everybody Mm -hmm. um but i wanted to mention it just you know in the case that I know it was a tough match day too, kind of mm. all around. I, yeah. I don't know of anybody who really yeah. knocked it out of the park and many struggled. And so I, I thought I, I felt like I should mention it just for that factor of, Hey, you're not alone. Nope. A lot of us kind of stumbled on that one. Nope. Um, but not on this one. This one I knew pretty cold. I uh, heard certainly a lot of the apocryphal story about uh, yeah. war of the worlds and I just put War of the Worlds. I assume the the is fairly optional in this case. Yeah, because I think it's, so. You know, there's there won't be a huge difference between, uh, you know, with the article versus mm-hmm. without. Yep. Question four uh, asks us what Antoine Peychaud is famous for. Yes, and notes that it's in relation to tipplers and it's an aromatic product. So all of that together tells me it's bitters. Um, which is like a herbal concoction that, you know, you put a few drops in a cocktail to give it a, a interesting, different taste. Um, and I, you know, I couldn't necessarily place the name super well with this. And I did try to think of, is this some other liqueur? Like, is it chartreuse or something? But I, I know kind of the origins of some of those other, uh, what I would call aromatic kinds of, um, liquors or liqueurs and so i was like i i think this is probably bitters it doesn't you know specify that it's a a specific type of alcohol um and so i figured it was more of a mixer type thing and uh bitters is what made the most sense um i you know i can't say that i recall that peychaud was the brand name but um and i think of uh angostura as being the the kind of ubiquitous type of bitters out there. I don't know if he invented them or not. I don't know if that's his brand. Um, but in any case, uh, I put down bitters because I that was seemed like the likeliest uh, option. If it was something a lot more obscure, I wasn't going to know it. Uh, yeah, I uh, didn't know this. I I figured it was you know some some alcoholic ingredient. But despite having been one, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know much about mixed drinks. That was never my bag back when I was overindulging. Mm. Um, so I kind of tried to think of some some particularly aromatic alcohol and mm. couldn't really land on anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I eventually thought of chartreuse, and I thought, isn't it? I feel like that has a reputation for being aromatic sure for having a particular herbal. odor very herbal very mm-hmm. fruity very something hmm. uh, and i thought well do i know where chartreuse comes from no does it sound like it could have come from new orleans absolutely <laughs> sounds french sure. is it a recent alcoholic innovation entirely possible mm-hmm. so sure we'll go with chartreuse and the answer was bitters, bitters. Yeah. pay shots if you care to specify which makes sense um, and Which I don't think I've ever heard. I've heard of bitters. Mm-hmm. I've heard of, is it Angostino bitters? Angostura. Angostura bitters. Yes. Okay. I, I don't believe I've ever heard of Peychaud's bitters. 
bitters. Yeah, I guess maybe this was the original just bitters concoction. Yeah. Um, and chartreuse, I believe, is usually made in France. Um, I think it is made like a particular monastery or something like that in mm -hmm. Chartres. Um, sure. So, and I don't remember whether, I think that's the name for the color comes from the liqueur, I think. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, but it, that's a very good guess, mm -hmm. I, I would say. Very reasonable. Question five uh, gives us the initialism uh, for role-playing characters in D&D &D and tells us the first four letters are strength, dexterity, constitution, and intelligence, and we are asked to give either of the final two. So I I was a little confused by this. I knew immediately that the, the, the other two are wisdom and charisma, but... Mm -hmm. In the formulation I am familiar with, which is a person who started with uh, advanced Dungeons and Dragons in the very early days. I remember when Monster Manual 2 came out. Mm -hmm. That's how long ago it was. Uh, it was always strength, intelligence, wisdom, dexterity, constitution, charisma. Huh. Okay. Um, so I, I had to read this a couple times and think of like, am I, am I wrong here? Is this... <laughs> Like, I, I, and I remember thinking at the time, like, why do we have the physical attributes and mental attributes all sprinkled together like that? It's weird because hmm. they weren't, uh, uh, they weren't arranged alphabetically. They weren't, <laughs> it, it was oh, just yeah. fairly random that you had physical, mental, mental, physical, mental, physical, physical, mental. Uh -huh. So, uh, so yeah, this, this question, even though I knew it just kind of broke my brain for a minute and I had to sit there and read it a few times to think, okay, I'm, 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 yeah. I, I, so I, I finally just said, okay, it's wisdom and I'm going to stop thinking about this because it's screwing me up for all the other ones. <laughs> so I said wisdom. Because you have the amount of wisdom <laughs> that tells you you should do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I um, have absorbed enough D and D by osmosis to know that charisma is one of these um, factors, basically, that, that people use in creating their characters. Um, and I, you know, thank goodness it was one of the ones that uh, that wasn't specified and that we, we were able to name. Because I don't know that I'd pick constitution or intelligence out of that lineup. Like, strength, sure. Dexterity, maybe. I, I did think of wisdom as the other W, um, or as the W in the equation here, because what else is it going to be a wizardry? Hmm. Um, so, uh, so I did put down charisma. But now that you mention the uh, order of the like the order of this acronym works for the sort of physical. Yeah, and all the mental. physicals are at the front. Yeah. Um, and but, I, I honestly don't know if that was the original 1974, the way it kind of sounds mm. like, but. That definitely was not the initialism that I ever learned. Right. You know, in the last 40 years of playing. See, now what I don't understand is, you know, like it says this is the original from 74. But like if you're going to switch it around so that that order of, mm -hmm. you know, that division of, you know, sort of different categories isn't there. Why don't you make it W-I-C-C-D-S and then it's Wicked's and that sounds cool. <laughs> like the just... And easier to remember. Mm -hmm. Like, neither, neither of those two is like, there's nothing about SDCIWC that yeah. is a mnemonic device. Well, yeah. 
Rather the opposite. Well, the main like. reason you do, you don't do it that way is because strength has to come first because it's the most important one. I see. It's very, and dexterity probably is you know one of the more important ones. That you know the the mental ones just aren't that important. Oh, okay. Because those are, you're you're hitting you're, fighting you're hitting mostly, people yeah. with stuff yeah. most of the time, and that's where your strength and your dexterity come in. Okay. The rest of it happen you know it, it applies to spells and sure and that sort of thing, but yeah, it's not. It's not nearly as, I got to remember this for every time I'm rolling the dice, as your strengths and mm-hmm. such are. But, yeah. So, so yeah, that that may be the way. I, th- I think that that is the way they are currently organized. I do not believe that they were originally organized that way. And I know for a okay. fact they were not organized that way in the, in the mid-80s when I was very into the hobby. Interesting. Which I have fallen out of. So, if it had, <laughs> if it had just, if it had. Not mention that it was D and D, and just said, "What does SDCWIC stand for?" or IWC or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I may well not have come up with it yeah. simply because I don't know. I don't remember them in that order. Huh. Interesting. And I will say, does do you think that the changing order reflected a modulation of their, you know, supposed importance? Or I honestly no? don't know. Okay. That happened after I uh, departed the hobby. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I don't, no idea. Huh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So question six. Oh, but wisdom and charisma. Oh, yes, wisdom and charisma were the correct answers. Yes, that was. Sorry. Not a thing that I had to, yeah. Sorry, I I averted it so strongly (laughs) in my my explanation that I figured that 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 had been answered. Sure. Uh, And also I will point out that uh, for a while in the late 80s, there was a seventh comeliness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because just charisma, they for some reason, they wanted it to be very uh, clear that charisma did not mean whether you were good looking. Okay. Yeah. And so comeliness was kind of an associated statistic. And yeah, it, it never really, uh, it never really gained traction, but yeah. It does feel like it should kind of just be rolled into like the aspects of your attractiveness that help to persuade people of things or something like that. Yeah. Question six asks us for a German word for shape or form and says it's used in psychology and such. (laughs) It's a a very long question. It's one of the longer ones. Um, Yeah. It really like if, if you ever were a psychology major, I feel like it kind of nerves it (laughs) out or something. Um, but the two things that really got this for me, uh, certainly that it's the fact that it's German and is suggesting something about uh, like the overall quality of something as mm-hmm. opposed to looking at the individual parts and the fact that it's a, a type of psychotherapy. Um, and I, you know, it didn't take me very long in thinking it over to remember that there is such a thing as gestalt therapy um and you know again as a a person who's a psychology major that's something i um certainly encountered although i didn't i wasn't like a a clinical you know kind of major or anything like that Mm -hmm. um but it must have stuck with me you know being that it is kind of an unusual um word to be associated with that kind of thing. Uh, but also just kind of gestalt is a kind of, A, it's a fun word to say, and B, it's um, 
a nice summation of when you're going for like the big picture of things or kind of the overall tenor of things or the, you know, the holistic, um, you know, view of something. It's the gestalt of it is the feel of it. It's not, you know, okay. kind of like the, the details in it or the, um, you know, the contradictions or something. It's kind of like the whole thing as a piece mm -hmm. is, is how it, is is the way I take it. It's one of those words that I kind of learned in context. And so, you know, some of this question, you know, made me question it, uh, question the answer I put down a little bit, just in the same that greater than the sum of its parts doesn't really jibe with my sense of it. Right. Quite. Um, you know, that, that holistic, that the feel of something, like I said, is how I kind of see it. Um, but I thought it was probably the most plausible answer. And it was a definite, you know, appropriate answer for the type of therapy, especially. So I put down Gestalt. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I first thought Zeitgeist that kind of popped into my head. And I thought, no, 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 that's not that's not it i know that's not it mm -hmm. it's something it's something that kind of halfway sounds like that though and i mm -hmm. and, and I, I i keyed in on the greater than the sum of its parts part and i got to thinking there was a science fiction novel that i read a long time ago where people were combining into gestalts oh. and i forget what i i i think it might have been a heinlein story it might have been an asimov or a sturgeon it was one of the it was one of the great uh, minds of science fiction and one of the great stories of science fiction's golden age or some something like that and i just can't remember okay. what it was mm -hmm. but i remember it being a, a big thing and the gestalt was particularly what it was called and uh and so that that made me think yeah okay that that sounds about right and then i and then i read this read more closely the psychology part of the question and thought mm -hmm. yeah that that sounds like it like it goes with that Mm -hmm. So, all right, we'll go with Gestalt. And that was the correct answer. I don't know if I'm adding a little too much attempt at a German accent by <laughs> saying Gestalt. Gestalt, Gestalt, yeah. It's... Um, I think that's the way I heard my dad say it, in fact, as yeah. a kid. Um, and I don't know if he knew German or took German uh, or, you know, learned it or anything. But uh, So that left me with four on the day. I'm not super thrilled with totally whiffing on the first one i just i don't know why well i do know why my brain went right there and you know i i think it's understandable but i just wished i picked up what was being put down there mm -hmm. never would have got to lillian hellman so. yeah yeah I, yeah so this is always going to be a four day for me as well mm. which is not good enough in a very much and is probably going to drive me deeper into the red mm. so yeah it's it's going to be a tough one considering one of the ones you missed was food and drink yeah and then theater i guess or yeah, yeah it's, it'll probably it's end basically up a, theater. a theater question yeah, yeah i don't um, think i'm very good at those generally so that's a, that's a tough day yeah well. but we can hope anything's possible it's all we can do sometimes i lost big yesterday though yeah. oh boy yeah seven five to zero zero or Oof. some nonsense so Yep. But thankfully, that's it for today. So you can tune in on Tuesday for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.